Welcome to Talk Comics to Me. It is Sunday. I don't think that matters to you because I usually upload these on Monday. But just so you know, it is Sunday and we're here talking about comics. Yes. I'm Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather Hadfield. I'm going to scoot a little closer so oh, yeah, that's my fine. voice yeah. can get in. Because well, I realized I was like, let's lean as far away from <laughs> this as we can. Uh, and I think we should just talk about comics. Yeah, we're just going to get into yeah. it. We're not going to talk about anything else right now. Credit checks. <laughs> yeah over it okay um i have this wonderful book i actually just looked up how to pronounce it because i wasn't sure because Mm -hmm. you know it's uh trisket yeah how'd you know dude i grew up with them first first choice like right there champ got it i did not use the right phrase at all first choice (laughs) first try is what i meant to say um but with trying we got tricycle yeah but apparently it can be that or Triskel, which makes sense. I was like, Triskeli, that's what I thought it was. Um, but basically, I just want to say I love this book way more than I thought I was going to. I mean, I it sounded really interesting. But basically, it's about this boy named Alec who gets um, magic on Samhain, and it causes a disruption in the land that he lives in apparently so him and his group of friends are sent on this epic dangerous journey to save their kingdom pretty much but it is heavily influenced by irish and welsh welsh mythology so it's got a lot of like celtic tradition and stuff in it It sounds interesting yeah it was actually it was really good i liked um the art i mean Typically, I don't think I, I would enjoy it, but there, but yeah, I can see why I wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, but the story was just because they're young. They're not. I don't want to say they're children, but they are kids. Yeah, like they're young, and the watercolors are good. Yeah, and I think that's part of why I enjoyed it so much. And reading the kids, the way that they talk to each other, like we've all had friends like this mm-hmm. before. Like it was just a lot of fun to read, and there's you know magic in it, which I thought was very cool, and to it there are a lot of things that you learn here so there like i said it's welsh and irish but it'll say a word that isn't necessarily a word that we would know and it translates i was like transluce (laughs) i'm having a hard time with words today it'll translate what the word is or if it mentions something that we wouldn't know about it kind of gives it like a brief exclamation down at the bottom so it's really cool i actually learned a lot from this um but yeah it's tricycle it is a scout book i think there's only going to be three issues okay that's what i was gonna ask yeah it is it is a very short series but i'm i'm excited to to see these kids on their adventure um and then there's yeah two people here at the end who are watching them from a roof and you don't know if they're necessarily good or bad but they're supposed to keep an eye on the kids all right so So you don't know yeah you just don't know i'm assuming that they are good based on the way that they were talking and they're like supposed to protect the kids or make sure you know like nothing happens to them and Mm -hmm. stuff because i did not get any nefarious feelings (laughs) with them so uh, good. Yes, it was. Very, I I really enjoyed it. Okay. Well, first, before I start talking about another book and forget, I have Fox and the Hare. I believe that's the name of the book. Yeah, Fox mm-hmm. and Hare. Uh, issue number one. It's a vault, new vault book. I did not special order it. I thought I had, but I did not. I thought you did um, too. But 
I did read it off the wall because I was in, like at least like interested, mm-hmm. and I liked it way more than I thought I would actually, yeah. uh, considering it's not necessarily a book I would really like, which is probably why I didn't special order it. Maybe you were just kind of on the fence about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but basically kind of like a cyberpunk-esque story. Uh, these two characters kind of have a found family with one another and they are mercenaries. Um, they are breaking into a place and somebody else has already kind of broken into there and is like hacking. They're hacking the planet. <laughs> hacking the mainframe. <laughs> the mega mainframe. Um, and so... They, like, help them out, and kind of the story takes off from there. And okay. Kind of, I don't know, it was just really interesting. It, like I said, the art was really good. I didn't say that, but the art was really good. The colors were really great. It was just also just an interesting story, and I would suggest it, and I would, I'm probably going to try to read that second issue if I can. Okay. Very good. Yeah. I feel like, especially if you like cyberpunk stuff, it'll, it'll hit right the right way. Uh, and then next I have Edgar Allan... Oh. <laughs> I don't know why that happened. Words. Edgar Allan Poe's The Conqueror Worm. Worm. Conqueror Worm. What a fucking mouthful of shit going on right there. Uh, <laughs> it's a comic book adaptation. It is. It is a co- comic book adaptation by Clara Meath. Uh, and anyway, I don't. I don't think I've ever read this story. So I can't speak to if it's uh on with the true poem size or story or whatever it is but what i got out of it is that alien aliens <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i'm having troubles and i don't i have no reason my trouble transferred yeah, yeah, yeah. to you um angels <laughs> <laughs> I've never read this either, so... Angels is is what I meant, not aliens. Angels, I think, are, like, fighting this weird creature thing. I don't know. I had a hard time. I I didn't really... I don't know if I understood it. Okay. I don't know if I took out of it what I was supposed to. I mean, that's fair. if you like Edgar Allan Poe, go for it. If you like Conqueror Worms... Like, who doesn't? That's the thing that... Like, I don't know why I didn't... Or the I love both of those things. Uh, yeah, so. If, do you want to start a band called Conqueror Worm? No, because I can barely say it. I can barely get I'll it I'll say out. it all the time. Conqueror Worm. <laughs> hey, we're Conqueror Worm. We are Con... That should be the name of our podcast. <laughs> the Conqueror Worm. It's a comic book adaptation. Uh, all right. <laughs> so next we have Bloodstained Teeth. This is issue number two. This continues the story of, I don't remember his main name, Atticus Salone, and it's right on, right there, right? Yeah, I was going to say, I opened that, and I was like, wait, his name is Mr. Sloan. Wait, Mr. Atticus Sloan. Right there, thank you. Uh, He has to go kill all of the little simps that he made into vampires. Here, this explains it, like, perfectly. I forgot this was here. For decades, Atticus Sloan has been turning humans oh, yeah. into vampires, referred to by the First Council as sip, simps. Sorry. Yes. Now he has a month to find all those that he has turned or face deadly consequences. Kill all that he has turned, or the Firstborn Council will kill him. Just an interesting little book. The colors... I think the colors are really what get me, get me about this book. It just looks really, really fun. Yeah. And it's like a... I like the humor that's kind of infused in the story itself, too. 
Um, I really like all the characters that they have introduced so far because mm-hmm. some of them, I, I'm, I mean, at least one of them in particular, it was kind of confusing because I'm like, well, what does this person have to do with this story? But obviously it'll all come together yeah. and it'll all make sense. But I like the way that they are introduced. And my favorite, since I always have a favorite, is this little Joker character. Yeah. <laughs> you like him? I thought I really loved him. Uh, yeah, but I would, I would say if you like vampire stories... And if you're not vampire storied out, then it's a pretty s- it's a pretty solid one. I know we mentioned this with the first issue because it's a cool little take on the vampire stories. Yeah. It's different. It's actually a different kind of vampire story for once. And I, I love like, vampire stories. Yeah, I don't know for some reason that's something I could imagine you doing, like me yeah turning a bunch of people for like oh for sure that would be my main goal like what can i do first change as many people as i possibly can because why not i'm not gonna be by myself for my whole life (laughs) i would ask permission first though like i wouldn't just go around being like hey i'm just gonna kill you i'm sorry about it you don't have a choice i'd be like hey let me tell you about this new thing going on. Yeah, yeah. And if they said no, then I would say, well, too bad. But I would ask first, you know, make it seem like they had a choice. <laughs> but if you said no, I, would, I wouldn't want to do that to you. Yeah, I mean, just... you know that I would rather not be a, like, immortal. No, I know. I know. And I think if you made me immortal, then you'd have to, like, kill me at some point. Because I would just, like, I would decide to be, like, incredibly annoying to you. I would be like, you know what? It's time for me to go... And you've made me live way too long. I mean, and we so could I would it. just like annoy the shit out of you until you murdered me. I was gonna say we could negotiate the details of your immortality. Like I wouldn't just be like, Nadi, you have to stay with me forever. It'd be like, this is a a time limited thing. Like just try it out for a little bit. If you're not into it, like I'll I'll bring Chris too if you want. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I have to change him. You are not allowed. It's me. This is my goal. <laughs> All right, you ready for what's next? Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so next we have Department of Truth. This is issue number 18. We've been just chugging along. Oh, um, yeah. So this issue just kind of recaps where we're at and kind of where everybody has been. Um, it was one of those things where I was talking with somebody about it yesterday, and the I really like the in-between little storylines, like, the mm-hmm. history of Department of Truth, but it does make for the breaks and the stuff between, like, it makes it harder to come back and, like, catch these issues. It's almost worth, like, rereading these issues without the little, like, history between and then kind of getting, like, a fuller story, like, a more, like, full under fully understood story. That makes sense. I get that. Um, but it doesn't, like, discount, like, how great this, like, book is. Right. But that's just something that, like, I've, I've noticed. It's just really dense. Yeah. Like, there is, yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of different stories that are told in between the issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, just, this one also kind of goes into the way that Cole feels about all of this new responsibility that he's been given and, like, what he's supposed to do with it and, just being exhausted. Yeah. And also how, like, that affects his relationships yeah. as well. This is why, you know, you leave work at work, you don't take it home. And in that sense, I don't know if you can. No, it's impossible. <laughs> That's why he's exhausted. Yeah, yeah. All right, you're next. Yes, okay. I thought this said bun. And I was like, 
did I just pick up another Colin Bunda <laughs> from accident? Um, okay, so this is Good Boy. This is volume two. It's issue number one. This uh, picks up kind of where the last series left off. Um, there is a time jump, but I'm just not sure like how much time has passed. But the it's just the uh, reverse John Wick story with the dog that's hunting down the humans that killed his human. Um, but this is getting more into um, the dogs have like um, the dogs that have escaped the life that Finch, something Finch. I can never remember this dog's name. Um, He's the main character. Why would I we know. remember his name? Flint, Flint Sparks. I said Finch. Um, Flint Sparks, who's the main character here. Um, it goes into what happens to the dogs who leave the life. Mm-hmm. Um, they have their own little sanctuary and stuff, and it's where they can just stay away from violence, not be around other humans, just, like, be by themselves. He goes there because he has friends that are there, and he needs, like, sanctuary. Yeah. But it turns out that the people who he's been hunting, who are now also hunting him, have gotten there first. So... It's uh, good. yeah, good and bad. There's uh, I I really do like this story a lot. Like I love the art for it. I love the way that the story is told. But it, and it's surprisingly heavy for it just being a story about dogs. Yeah. Um, I just showed this page to Champ a little bit. I'm not going to show it to y'all, my my people. I don't want you to have to <laughs> see it because it hurt my feelings. I don't like seeing dogs get hurt. Yeah. And there's a lot of hurt dogs in this, but also this is my favorite page or little panel just because of the face that <laughs> yeah, he's that making. Yeah, face is really good. Yeah. And I think that's why one of the reasons I love this book so much is just how goofy it is. Mm-hmm. The dogs are so realistic while also just being dogs. It's, it's really silly. But yeah, this is, um, I think the last series was only four issues. So I think that's what they're doing again. Who knows if they'll keep going with it. Um, they very easily could. Yeah. They could go into like the sanctuary and the dog that's been running it and just all sorts of other stuff, which would be cool to read. But I just, once Flint Sparks story finishes, like I, I feel like I will be done if they continue with okay. it. But yeah, I, I still enjoy it. He's a good boy. Loves his human. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> okay. So next I have Something is Killing the Children. This is issue number 23. Uh, this just starts the new, or this continues the new story. Erica has been uh, arrested, so she has calling in help so that she isn't doesn't alert the House of Slaughter um, to her whereabouts. And then new scary, scary lady is in Chicago and looking looking for Erica, trying to take her down for the house. Basically. Okay. So, <clears throat> still really, really like this this book. I, yeah. I can't believe how many issues in it is. Yeah. Like, and, that's wild. And technically, if you count, like, House of Slaughter, then you have, like, another six issues. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like a, issues. Oh, my God. And, like, none of it has ever been one of those points where I was like, oh, I don't want to read this anymore. Every time I'm just like, yeah, I still really, really like this. Yeah. I can get how, like having both houses slaughter and something is killing the children can be a little much for people but i think it's interesting for like how houses slaughter just like delves into like the masks and like certain people within like this group Mm -hmm. and i like how this is still just like following erica and also giving you like 
you know, more of, like, everything within this world. Right. So, I don't know. Cool. That's a that's a pretty solid story. Yeah. And I think between the two of them too to keep it like that interesting with both of them going mm-hmm. at the same time, like that's that's something. Yeah, for sure. Alright, you ready? Yeah. Okay, we have Stillwater. This is issue number thirteen. It's a cute little story about Daniel and immortality. Mm-hmm. And they find some stuff out about the town. Oh. I was like, wait a minute. You know, I did not. (laughs) I did the same thing. I was like, I read that book, but this isn't the book that I'm reading. Um, That was there's a little preview for another book in the back of here. But yeah, it's just I don't know. Stillwater just keeps going. Mm -hmm. It's wrapping up, but yeah. How many issues did they say there was going to be? I feel like it. I feel like it did say, but I don't. We have entered the final story arc of Stillwater, so probably five more issues. Yeah, Yeah, at least the next five issues. So yeah, I'm not. I don't think I still enjoy the story. I am just like I am prepared and ready for it to end now. Yeah. It's, um, I just want them to overthrow that stupid kid. Yeah. <laughs> what a mean man. It's like Sad I like I kind of like the kid at first, and then I was like, oh no, no, I guess. And I guess I mean that's a, a good bad guy. Mm-hmm. It's like you mm-hmm. feel something for him, and then all of a sudden he's like, nope. Tricked you. Yeah, yeah. And no, I that's think how I want it. And I really like the idea of like a town, you know, having people being able to like live forever and have that immortality aspect. And then, yeah, them like being like, well, we can't fucking leave. We can't tell anybody yeah. else about this. Yeah, this is impossible. Uh, Everyone's going to want the youth. Yeah. The juice of youth. The juice. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm excited for the end to see what happens. It's going to be. I- I feel like it's going to be good. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next we have The Vampire Slayer. This is issue number two. This is uh, taken a different universe. Um, here we learn why Willow is the Slayer. And it's not because in a different universe she is the Slayer. It's because a spell has gone haywire. Yeah. And tricked him. Yeah. So I did. I did like this issue much more than... Just the way Giles looks in this whole issue yeah, makes yeah. me laugh. Um, I did like this issue much more than the first one. And I feel like it's an interesting idea. We'll see. I am willing to give it at least the first story arc because all of these covers are really cool. Yeah, it definitely does have potential now. Like, after the first issue, I was I was kind of upset. I'm not going to lie. I, I was a little mad. Yeah, because I'm, I'm over it. Mm-hmm. Like, But I, I will give it that it did change it to not being just like, oh, in a different universe, she's the Slayer, you know. She looks like a weird mixture of Sweet D and Jennifer Aniston. (laughs) And that looks like Ross. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like it. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't. I don't have any high hopes because all of Buffy has just been the, basically besides the last Slayer. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's the literally the last one that i did enjoy i did i did like the first two story arcs of angel before it was restarted but again that's a different story within the same universe but yeah all the buffy stuff i just have not like one shots have been like okay for the most part there's some like that are better than others like i said i think i've talked about this before that chosen one but yeah yeah it's just 
I don't know. It feels like at this point, too, like, just beating a dead horse. And it's like, just let it go. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think you've exhausted, like, whatever ideas that you had. And that's wild because you could literally do so much and so many different things. Yeah. They it, just keep going with the same, same stuff. And yeah. it's like, why don't just give Buffy a break for, like, ten years. And then maybe try it again. But no one's doing it, right? Yeah. Maybe we're just picky. Uh, yeah, I mean, or just, like, give us different characters. Yeah. Like, that's, I think, really what I want is, like, different characters. Because mm-hmm. I'm just tired of seeing these characters just, like, rehash the way they are. Cause it's just, like, I don't I, I would like an entire... I say entire. I would like a limited series about Harmony. That would be interesting, I would depending like to, on who wrote it. Yeah, I just think that... Give me more of the side characters, the the people who are only in their, the show for, like, an episode mm-hmm. or two. Like, give me more of them. I don't give a fuck about anyone else anymore. <laughs> All right, once again, we've ranted about Buffy. Yeah, this it's always... But, like, happen. I don't know how we even enjoyed that issue, and we're still, like, on a rant about how much we hate all of the Buffy comics. Yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to get over it. Um, So I'm going to try to move on by talking about this. This is Legion of X. This is issue number one. Um, Here's the Nick Robles cover. This one's a good cover. Beautiful. Um, So I don't want to spoil too much about this uh, just because there is a lot going on and I don't want to have to like break down every little single thing Mm -hmm. that happens. So it's the way that I read it was Nightcrawler's own version of (laughs) X-Force. Okay. After I sat down and really thought about it, again, there's a lot, a lot of stuff going on in here. Like Legion is kind of doing his own thing in his mind palace, um, so he's got stuff going on. But one of, <laughs> one of the the main parts of this is Nightcrawler is called to, um, I can never pronounce it, Araco. Erico? Yeah, it's close um, enough. To, it's a made-up word. Yeah, like it definitely words. is, yeah. How about colonized Mars? <laughs> um, he is called up there by the Iraqians. <laughs> is that right? Um, to investigate the disappearance of a god. So that's pretty much... He is working with one of them to figure out what happened to this god. Um, I did enjoy this actually quite a bit for uh, several different reasons. I like the all the different people that you are following within it um, because there's a lot of like Pixie and then shoot, I forget what her name is too. Um, Justice? Uh, I can't remember. I'm sorry. I'm so terrible with names apparently. But Pixie and (laughs) one of the other characters are kind of working with some of the younger mutants who think that they are evil for doing certain things and they're helping them deal with that in a very therapeutic kind of way. Um, and then, yeah, at the very end, there is an entity that is introduced and you don't know like if they're good, bad, what their motives are, all that kind of stuff. So kicking off a brand new storyline. Um, also, Nightcrawler gets uh, propositioned for sexual relations in here. And he just says, what? <laughs> weird i would have taken it i would have been like yeah dude let's do it she's awesome uh, good. so yeah that's that is my ex book of the week well, i think that's the only ex book we have here yeah uh so i have punisher this is issue number three this just continue continues punisher being the leader of the hand just uh going back into his childhood and showing when he first did his first kill 
And then it just, uh, basically his dead wife, who is now alive, is like, where are the kids? We left the kid, like, freaking out because, you know, she's dead. My God, yeah. And her last memory is being in the park. And then she's like, well, we left the kids. So now Frank Castle is going to his god, this giant god, um, (laughs) and asking for to bring his kids back to life, too. Is this kind of like Shutter Island? This is like one of the, like, I don't, I'm going to, I really want to keep reading this book because I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it sounds like, like it's why? just, it's manic. Like, why? <laughs> it's all over the why place. Why is this happening? Yeah. Like, what in the hell was going on in Jason Aaron's head? And he was like, okay, I got to run up, write a Punisher story. And right now, like, Punisher's not that hot. He's got the dartboard and, like, it's just ideas. Like, cop, like, very cop-affiliated. And it's like, what if I make him part of, like, the leader of the hand who's also, like, got a god inside of him. <laughs> he's ingested a god. And then he's had this god in him his whole childhood. It's just, it's it's really silly. The coolest thing about this book is, like, the fucking art is so good. I, like, I love the art for the main story and, mm-hmm. like, the flashback art is, like, really great. Like, I love that oh, yeah. dynamic between the two of them. Who does the flashback art? Um, as a Taika? Yeah, as a, as a Seta? As a Cheetah? I don't know. So, and Jesus Saiz does the main, like, okay. main one. But, yeah, I just really like the dynamic between the two and, like, the way they look and I... It, like I said, it's just it's just silly. It just like makes me like every time I finish it, I'm just like, what kind of ridiculous idea is this? And the fact that he's like fighting Ares too is also just yeah, like another I was like, layer. Wait a minute, where's that other god? Uh, another layer to it, where it's just like, okay. I feel okay. like I don't know. I smoke a lot of weed, but like this makes me feel like I have just ingested the worst weed I ever have yeah. in my life. Where I'm just like. What kind of fever dream bullshit yeah, I was is say, this? Yeah, you've been smoking rags. <laughs> yeah. God, I would never again. We can't do it now. Not with the stuff we have. Yeah. All right. I would kill somebody from the 70s. <laughs> this is Moon Knight. This is issue number 11. Yeah. yeah so Moon Knight's still on his quest to take down Zodiac. I feel like it's gonna have like it has to end this next like this thing has to end. It not has the, to not the story itself. Like I, I don't mind this story, but it's also not as good as I had hoped. I feel like it only started like picking up the last couple issues because, you know, we've talked about this every single time we get Moon Knight, where it's like each while there is an overarching theme throughout the issues, each one is sort of its own thing Mm -hmm. but like within the last couple it's the continuance of what has been happening so it's like every small thing that has been happening in the previous issues is finally finally at the forefront and these issues are dealing with it and like i maybe i'm just reading it in a i don't know know. like what you're saying is right it's just like it's the thing that's like a disservice is that it took 11 issues and the thing that it's just like all of it is so like all over the place within those 11 yeah. issues where it's not it doesn't feel cohesive and i i know it's not supposed to 100 percent because a lot of it's like oh this was like a test by zodiac but maybe it's supposed to make me feel 
as we're reading it, the way that he feels while dealing with it. Yeah, I would assume that's part of it. Yeah, it's just a little, it's a little too chaotic. Yeah, no, it it very, very much is. It, It just feels like it took too long to get to, like, this point without, like... The, the weight of Zodiac doesn't feel like it's there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. It's, it's, a, it's a little weak yeah. at this point. Yeah. Because we're finally just dealing with what has apparently been happening the whole time, but didn't realize it yeah. until the last couple of issues. So, yeah. It's, I mean, the art is still incredible. Absolutely good. And it's like, it's a fine story. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that the story was told is just very, very confusing. Shouldn't have been told that way. But that's just me. I'm not writing this, so. Okay, so uh, we both have The Rush, but we have not read this. This is the last issue. Um, Mine's in the bedroom. We'll get to it. Um, So, yeah, this is, again, the last issue. It'll conclude the story of this woman trying to find her child. It's the last issue. It'll conclude the story. Yeah. Issue number six. It's done. I just flipped to the last one. I was about to say, oh, my God, what did you do? Uh, I didn't read anything. I say I barely saw something. Yeah. That could have been dangerous. So I did actually just finish issue number five today, and um, a lot of things were reprinted. Hello. <laughs> a lot of things were revealed in that. So I'm excited to see how the story ends because the last like page of that had me sh- shook. All right. So it was cool. good. I'm excited. Um, but now on to this. I'm I was going to talk about through, like, how many do you Yeah, I was like, wait, I forgot what order I was doing things <laughs> in. Okay, so this is the, the collector unit 731. This is just about the, the camp during World War II where they did all the experiments uh, and vivisections and stuff. This just goes more into it about one, the main character who is a prisoner of war. Um, he's just being infected with a bunch of stuff and they're doing the experiments on him, but he cannot get sick for some reason and they don't know why. So obviously it's going to be like a superhero story. This was the dumbest. This was dumb. Okay, it was okay. it was so dumb, and I wanted so bad to like it because I do really enjoy the art for it, mm-hmm. and I guess the idea if you take into like I don't know if you separate it from the fact that it was the idea of this was based on a real thing that apparently happened. It's a it's an interesting idea, but the fact that this guy is just like oh, they keep injecting me with stuff and I'm sick for, like, one night and then the next morning I wake up and I'm fine, but I can't let them know. It's, it's just weird. Yeah. There's just weird things happening in it. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it off my pole. I meant to actually take it off after the first one, but just forgot. So don't waste your time. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have Swamp Thing. This is issue number 13. Uh, this is season two of the Swamp Thing. I had to do a little bit of catching up. I actually went back and read like two other issues before this, um, and I feel like it's kind of confusing to try to talk about right now after such a long period of time. But I still really enjoy the story. It follows Levi Levi Kamei, um, and his time as. Uh, the avatar of the green is Swamp Thing and his dynamic between like his brother and this corporation that is killing the land all about us so okay it's like it's really good the art is really great um who does it again Perkins yeah Mike Perkins that's who and yeah I think 
spicier does the colors. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's it's a really good book, and it like I said, it looks really good. Yeah. And the story is like really interesting, but it is also like fairly dense. And yeah, again, it's thirteen issues. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of hard to explain yeah. like exactly what's happening without spoiling everything that has happened. Yeah, but I suppose if you like Swamp Thing, I would definitely say like it's worth a read. Yeah. Good job, Swamp. Oh, thanks. Okay. I don't know why I said thanks. Well, because <laughs> you were talking about it. Uh, okay, so this is DC vs. Vampires Hunters. This is just a little one shot, and this follows Damien as he is trying to infiltrate the vampire king Mm -hmm. who was revealed in the most recent issue of dc versus vampires Mm -hmm. so again without spoiling much um but yeah the the age-old question and when you are turned can you be good as well? Can you have a conscience, or are you yeah. just a mindless killing vampire? I, really, I love this. Yeah, so I really like that story. I like the like, little one shot. Um, mm-hmm. I I really like I really liked how it showed like Alfred too, and just like how connected he is to like the whole Bat family, and like mm-hmm. how they all really feel about each other. And you know, it's interesting how much I do enjoy uh, all of these. DC vs. Vampire books. Like, I don't feel like I've come out of one and been like, why am I still reading this, like, ludicrous book? Yeah, it's been really good. It's, uh... Especially for such, like, a silly kind of idea. Yeah. And I know I've mentioned this before about, you know, deceased, but it was just... Maybe it's just so outlandish and ridiculous that that's what makes it enjoyable, Mm -hmm. but... I don't know. And, uh, like I just said earlier, I love vampire stories, so I just think this is really cool. (laughs) I like how... As with any vampire media, the second you turn into a vampire, you're goth. Yeah. <laughs> you have to start wearing leather trench coats. Love he's, that. He's got a Gabriel Malignant coat on. You know. I mean, he did. I know. I know. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. Some deep cuts here. <laughs> uh, all right. So this is next is Detective... Detective Batman Detective Comics. This is, this is Batman is Detective Detectives. It's a comic. He's being a detective. This mm-hmm. is issue number 1060. He's still uh, investigating all of this Riddler business. That's really, like, all I can say. Yeah. Um, and uh, to refresh a little bit of your memory, it's, you know, people who are committing crimes that have never committed crimes mm-hmm. before who are willingly admitting to it but not explaining why. Yeah. Or, like, who they're doing it for. So. Art in this book, or in this story, is really good. Yeah, I, I really like it. And I like, um, yeah. there was a page with Bruce that, it, I don't know why, but it made me laugh. And it's just because of the face that he was making. Mm-hmm. It's when he was having dinner. Oh, I don't remember now. But, yeah. It's a, it's a very interesting story. Uh, yeah, I just, like, I really like it. I do think it is, like, intriguing. I like the way it's set up. Like I said before i think the last time we talked about this is i think it's like a better put together like batman than like the batman movie was like Mm -hmm. it has like kind of the same premise of you know the riddler using i guess in this case the airways Mm -hmm. uh or like you know some sort of media to like get everybody to like commit crimes or do these things and like i don't know there's something about that i really liked and i think is pulled off like 
extremely well in this story. Yeah, it's it's done very fluidly. Yeah, is that what I'm trying? Yeah, I really like, and I also like the idea of like, you know, him having to go to Talia and her being like, hmm? <laughs> can't tell you. <laughs> yeah, that was just really good too. So that's all I gotta say. Yeah, it's um very good, and I didn't think that I would stay on detective this long but every story arc is just really good yeah and i did like the gotham girl interrupted like bath matter it's her investigating uh, a friend of hers murder and so i I like that too yeah all the little half stories have been good Mm -hmm. just a really good story i feel like batman i think it is like worth getting detective at least the last i mean i know that 12 issue run it was a lot because it was every week. Had it been yeah. spread out more, it would have... Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it was Sorry. a thing. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, okay, so I have this one shot. It's called uh, Nightmare Man. This book was so silly, but also I loved it. All right. It was kind of funny. So it's technically a horror is what it was solicited at. And I can understand why it is. So basically this guy is talking to his therapist and he's like telling her about these nightmares that he used to have when he was little that included this person that he called Nightmare Man. And every time he woke up, he would have that feeling, you know, like, oh, it was so real, it was so real. So he's telling her this story because when he went to go get coffee, he saw Nightmare Man getting coffee as well, but he's con- he's like, there's no way this could have been real. Like, yeah. it's, ju- it's coincidence, it was someone who just looks like this man that used to torment me in my nightmares. (laughs) So his therapist is like here, you know, like, why don't you ask him, you know, like just ask him if this, you know, tell him the story and just be like, this is, you know, it's been bothering me. Like you look just like this man that was in my nightmares. And then you'll realize it's not him and you can move on. Like, it's not a big deal. It turns out this is, it's it's the man that was in his nightmares (laughs) and everything that happened to him in his nightmares was real. It's cool. Yeah, it was it was a really cool idea. So he just sits down and has coffee while having a panic attack, talking to this man who actually used to torment him in his nightmares. And he's, you know, like, well, like, why did you do that to me? I was just like a child. I was like seven to eight years old, and you were just like brutally tormenting me because it was fun. I I'm nightmare man, dude. That's what I do. And then he just gets up and walks away, leaving the man just completely distraught because he has no real answers for anything. I don't know. I'm glad this was a one-shot. It was, like I said, so silly, but also just very enjoyable. Yeah. Well, good. So, yeah. It sounds like an interesting idea. Yeah, it was, I had a lot of fun because, it, it, like I said, it is technically considered horror, but it was done in a very funny way. It was, it was a comedy to me. <laughs> Uh, okay, so next I have uh, the British Paranormal Society. This is issue number two. Uh, this is just a couple people, a couple characters from Hellboy investigating a disappearance of one of the characters' colleagues. I can't remember their names either, so I'm just gonna, you know, go on with my life. But this is the one where there's like uh, stone circles and they're trying to figure out like what's going on in this town, and all of the townspeople are very very secretive and at the end there's a little a little twist so i don't know i really like i've liked all of these little like hellboy side story stuff that i've read because i've read a few of them Mm -hmm. and i don't have to be like familiar with anything besides like oh i know about spooky things you know it's like i can just take these characters as they are Mm -hmm. but 
Oh, I'm interested to see like what the yeah stone circles are all about and what's been going on. How many issues is there left? I think there's only four, so I think there's only two. There's okay. either two or three more issues. Like most of those are about like I think four to five. Right. Most, so. Uh, okay, so next we both have Newburn. This is issue number seven. Heather forgot it. She forgot to read it. Um, I actually caught up and I was three issues behind, so I'm, nice. I'm very proud of myself. Uh, but basically everything that's been happening in the last couple issues, like all of the secrets that have been revealed, this is like them coming to a head here. Oh, okay. So that's, that's what happens. And then the back matter is the one character investigating their friend's death. It's Newburn. I'm actually, I really, I'm glad I got caught up because I did enjoy everything I got caught up on. Uh, it's interesting, like, to see, like, yeah, I always, I don't know always, but we talk about this quite a bit, just, like, the dynamics of, like, ships riding and how, like, varied it can be across mm-hmm. the board. Like, we had Stillwater and Newburn, and those are two totally different books right and even in the like style of the story it's very very different so we love our boy chip yeah we love our boy chip and i love newburn and jacob phillips art in that book is Mm -hmm. really good too Uh, okay so next we have saga last last book we have it's uh issue number 59 i just i don't know i once again just don't care yeah and i don't The the ending was one of those that it was like, why? Yeah, it's you could tell that it was supposed to invoke a certain feeling, but it just made me go like, well, for what? Yeah, there's like no reason for it to be happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna say spoiler alert. So if you don't want the end of this issue of Saga ruined for you, avert your, your eyes, mouth. or just turn off the thing. Now we're gonna end it mm-hmm. after this anyway. Um, so have a good day. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Squire admits his love for Hazel. He says he's in love with her. It's which I um it kind of no I don't want to talk about it. Never mind. It's just dumb. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say it just reminded me of that one issue when Prince Robot took all those drugs and was like trying to to bang alana <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah i can see what you're saying yeah yeah i just yeah i don't know what sort of emotion that was supposed to get out of me because I, I was just kind of like, like why did you have to do that like they're just kids they don't even need to like and they're being raised as siblings like that's yeah. that's weird like i get that they're not they're not even close but that is how they've been raised for however long now i can't remember like how yeah. much in the future it, we are from where the last at least a few years yeah but yeah it's just it doesn't make any sense to me and i'm i don't even like i'm obviously interested to see like how they get out of that or like they deal with that but i'm also not interested because i don't i just don't think it needs to happen Mm -hmm. it's not necessary it's an unnecessary storyline like unless it was something maybe like a few years down the line like when they're teenagers and kind of like dealing with those emotions but like this is just they're so young and i don't it's not that i don't think that young kids don't get crushes on each other or stuff or anything it's just yeah the dynamic they've been raised by like just it doesn't make sense to Mm -hmm. me 
kind of grossed me out a little bit. So anyway, that's it. That's Saga, issue number 59. I don't, I don't know if I'll ever enjoy this book again. I don't... And it's weird because part of me is after this, like, after this story arc, do I want to keep reading this? Like, do I, I like do I, I want to read this that badly? Like, yeah. depending on, even on, like, because there's only one more issue, right, in this story arc. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know how it could wrap up the last, like, the story arc and make me feel any different. I don't know. I it, did... And I probably will keep reading it at least like another time, like another story arc, but I don't, I just don't know. Yeah. And I know we, I think we mentioned it the last time. It just doesn't have the same feeling. And I don't feel the same way about the story as I did before it came Mm -hmm. back. And I don't know if it's, it's just because of the characters we're following now or if there's just something missing from it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just, I mean, there's two things missing from it for me, but yeah, it's well, and even for me, like, I don't know. Robot Prince Robot wasn't like a favorite character of mine. Mm-hmm. I did like Marco like quite a bit, but like also Marco was a character that really grounded the story itself, I think. Yeah. Uh so that missing aspect of the story is like pretty detrimental, but mm-hmm. Yeah. It's done. All right, well that's all we have. We're done. Yeah. Uh so we'll see you next time. Go support your comic book shops, go support your local libraries. Do good things for everybody, for yourself, for your friends, anyone who means anything to you. Just give them a hug. Let them know you care. Everything is pretty rough right now. So just do what you can. Just be nice. Just be nice. All right. We love you. We'll see you on the flip-flop.